Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Amy Ravel and I am really pleased to be with you today because I... I mean, I just, first of all, I just love doing this podcast with you guys. I feel like I do it with you. I don't feel like I do it um, and then kind of give it to you. I feel like I can, you know, connect with you guys in the Facebook group and do a whole lot of things and see our clients and get podcast reviews. And I feel like what I do is just coming back and being part of the conversation. Um, I was saying to friends the other day, if you remember back in the late 1990s, so about 98, 99, when I was at university, There was no such thing as quick text messages or instant messaging or WhatsApp or Messenger or social media. And if you wanted to communicate with a friend digitally and you wanted to have a conversation, this is how it would go, is I would sit at the computer lab at La Trobe University and I would go into the lab, open up the thing and type out an email in a Hotmail account. And I would email that to my friend at Melbourne Uni, who was also sitting in a computer lab. And about three minutes later, she would get it, she would read it, she would reply, she'd hit send, and then it'd take another three to five minutes and it would come back to me. So there was like, I don't know, a six, eight, 10 minute delay between each message, but it felt so instant. And I feel like podcasting is a little bit of that conversation where it's like one person speaks, oh, there might be a gap. And then you guys reply and you come in the Facebook group and go, hey, this is what we're thinking. This is how we're feeling. And then I come back in on the podcast. And so I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, I know that I've stopped doing and sharing podcast reviews because you guys can just see them if you go into your podcast app or you can see them if you go into my social media and go into Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But I wanted to read to you a really beautiful client review that I received uh, about an a week ago maybe and this was for a client that Bridgie saw so Bridgie's one of our team in Melbourne and this review for me just encapsulated how awesome an in-person session with a professional organizer is so this is from Maggie B in Fitzroy North and she says Bridgie changed my life I let a stranger into my house but it was if I had known her my whole life She was friendly, tactful, empathetic, and a hard worker. She was confident but not bossy, motivating but not pushy. It was an extraordinary experience, and her ability to tune into people is exceptional. She just fitted in and helped me where I needed it. She valued my memories without indulging me and getting distracted. Instead of saying, tell me about that item, she said, this work does evoke memories, which made me feel validated without me needing to tell her the whole historical story behind every object. 
I can now handle life better. Just incredible. Like it's such a beautiful review. And um, I just wanted to share that with you, whether you are a client of the Art of Decluttering or whether you're just a podcast listener, um, if you need someone to come in and work with you, we would be honored to do that. We, um, you know, we're almost fully booked till Christmas. However, cancellations come up and I've got new staff being trained all the time. So if you do need someone to come in and help you, please let us know and just email me hello at the out of decluttering.com.au. So thank you to Maggie. Great job, Bridgie. My team are incredible. What I want to talk to you about today is a topic called doom boxes. Every part in me wants to say boom boxes, but we're not talking about a boom box today. We're talking about a box of doom. And the reason I decided to tackle this topic is that two clients specifically just today said to me, oh my goodness, when they were booking sessions, I really need help. And one of the things I've really noticed is the doom boxes are multiplying around my house. And doom boxes is something that we talk about a lot in our industry. And let me explain it for you. It's some kind of a box. So it can be a container or a cardboard box. It can even be like a reusable shopping bag or, you know, just a plastic bag that you get. It's a, it's somewhere where items go to die. <laughs> Basically, you're putting them in there because you're like, I don't know what to do with them now. And for some reason, I need to have these items tidied up. And so you might swipe things off a bench. You might swipe things off the floor. You might empty your car out and put it all into a box. And usually when you create a doom box, your intention is not that it would remain a doom box. Your intention is that I'm going to pull everything together. And then what a lot of people say to me is when I'm sitting in front of the TV and watching something at night, I'll go through the doom box. But let's be realistic. Nobody's sitting in front of the TV at night thinking, do you know what I would really love to do tonight? I would love to go through that box of doom, find homes for things, make decisions, rehome them, take them to the room they belong in, get a donation bag out, get a rubbish. People aren't doing that. And so what you end up with is these doom boxes that get really full. And then sometimes you just like might have a baby doom box that gets a bigger doom box. And then you've got multiple doom boxes And so what I'm here today to tell you is not that you need to get rid of your doom boxes. I think there's a time and a place. And what I want to encourage you to do is know what to put in a doom box, what to do with a doom box, and when to use it and when not to use it. So today I'm going to be bringing in the yes button because what I want to do is I want to kind of set a scenario of a situation where a doom box may be present and then I want to talk about whether that's a helpful thing or an unhelpful thing in order to deal with the doom, the doom boxes. If if I get a dollar for every time I say boom box instead of doom box, anyway, maybe you can keep count. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump into it. What we're going to do is take a quick break and then I'm going to jump into giving you these examples and when, believe it or not, I'm actually going to endorse a doom box versus when I'm going to say to you to get rid of it. All right, I'll be back in just a second. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so the first situation that I want to talk to you about when it comes to Doom boxes is when you're hiding things in it because it's a delayed decision where you're going, I just don't know what to do with all of this right now, and then you hide it. So you might put it in a cupboard, under the bed, in your wardrobe, in the spare room, in the garage. That's a big no-no because if you don't have a plan for what to actually do with the Doom box and you kind of put it out of sight, so it's out of sight, out of mind, you're probably not going to come back to that Doom box. And certainly when we're doing garages with clients, we find that many Doom boxes and sometimes it's, you know, half a dozen Doom boxes that have just accumulated over time. And so if you're creating a Doom box for procrastinated decisions and then you're putting it out of sight, that's a big no-no. However, if you are creating a Doom box and there is intention behind it, so you might have a house inspection, your cleaner might be coming over, you might be having friends over for dinner, the kids might be unwell or you're stressed and you just need to tidy up for your own peace of mind. And you create a Doom box. So the Doom box is a whole lot of random things all shoved in together. So it might be procrastinating actually making the decisions, but you're not putting it out of sight. You're actually going, I'm going to deal with this. And you just have one Doom box that gets this from me. (laughs) I think that type of Doom box is okay because you've got intention behind it. Sometimes actually when I'm working with a client, I will say to them, let's create a doom box for things that we can't make decisions on. So we're getting through the things that are quick and then we might have like a set aside or a later pile or a maybe pile or I need to check this with somebody pile and actually setting aside that doom box and going, all right, I'm going to go through that on the weekend or I am going to go through that, you know, each night I'm going to take five items out. I think that can work quite well because you're not hiding it. And it's purposeful. You're actually putting it all in there going, this is what I'm doing for the time being. Okay, what about a doom box that you're creating and you don't really have an intention of when you're going to go through it and you just keep kind of adding things to the top of it? Surprisingly, I actually think that that's not too bad an idea. And I often talk to kids about this and say that everybody needs a bedside drawer. And what I mean by that is not literally everyone needs a bedside drawer, but there needs to be some place in your house where items that don't have a home or you're not, you don't have an intentional place for, or they don't kind of fit in a category, you don't know what to do with them. Where's that place? So for kids, we often talk about when you find the most awesome feather when you're out on a bushwalk, 
when you bring that home, where are you putting it? It doesn't really belong in the craft. It doesn't really belong in your memory box. And so, you know, when my kids were little, their bedside drawers often would have, you know, cool sticks, feathers, soft, uh, not soft rocks. What are they called? Smooth rocks. They would just have random stuff in there. And sometimes a doom box can actually fulfill that need. And in that instance, what I would say you want to do is because it's kind of that ongoing doom box that we just said yes to. And so you are putting things in, but what you also want to do is regularly kind of go through and find what you can put away or what you can get rid of. And the key really in this type of doom box is to have a limit. And so don't just use a cardboard box because it's too easy just to pick up a bigger cardboard box or add another one. And don't just leave it in the middle of the lounge room. You might actually have a spot where the doom box lives. It might be under the coffee table. It might be, you know, in the corner of the lounge room or in your bedroom if it's a bedroom doom box. But the idea there is it is intentional. It is actually acting as a home. So it fulfills all the other organizational needs except for like with like. And so you've got a natural limit. You've got a home for it. It's intentional. You've got a container that stores it. And so in that instance, you can have effectively an ongoing doom box in your home somewhere. If you find that you can actually intentionally go through it, you might at some stage go, all right, all I'm going to do is I'm going to go through and take out anything that's become rubbish. Great. So you just do the rubbish, or maybe I'm going to take out things that are donations or things that actually belong elsewhere in the house and I've procrastinated just returning them. I'm going to spend 10 minutes and I'm actually just going to go and return all those items. And so that's why I think that type of doom box actually has a place. Now, you don't want to end up with three doom boxes. And if the doom box gets full, you have to curate it, you have to go through and you might just say, I'm going to get rid of the really big things so you can make more room. Uh, All right, the next type of doom box is a mid declutter doom box. So we've talked about this one a little bit, but it's when you're kind of got a project of decluttering on the go and you create a doom box. That one gets a? Yes. Yeah, an enthusiastic yes. And I think the, the benefit of this is we can sometimes get caught up in the small details or we can, we can get stuck on making some decisions. So you might come across like your old netball badges and go, oh, I just don't know what to do with them. And so you could really spend 10, 15, 20 minutes deciding what the place is, making the decision if you do want to keep them. And if you're working with someone else, that, that's, that's quite a lot of time. So what if you could just say, actually, I'm going to put those aside for later. And then you continue on. So the purpose of the Doom Box in this situation is to allow you to have momentum and allow you to achieve the most that you can in the time that you do have. So the purpose of the doom box is to put in there things that are the maybes, as we said, but actually for the purpose of efficiency and productivity and powering through other things, because think about it like this. If you've got a whole room that has, uh, let's go a bit random. Let's say we're in a ball pit, right? We're in a ball pit and the challenge is there's five little swimming pools around the outside and you need to separate out all the colors. If for instance, like every kind of latitude and trampoline place and adventure place has, if they've got a ball pit down the bottom is going to be all kinds of things, lip balms, broken sunglasses, Fitbits, uh, pens that have fallen out of people's pockets, key rings, keys, mobile phones, all of those things, rings, jewelry. It's going to be at the bottom of the pool. 
So in that instance, rather than going, okay, I'm just sorting the colors and, oh, great, I found a ring and you jump up and you go to your bedroom and you've got to put the ring away, you could create effectively a box of doom. And that would be where all these random things go so that I can focus on the main task. So you start off with this ball pit of, you know, 200 balls. And what you need to do is go through and sort them out. If you can just sort those colors and put everything else in a doom box, then when you come to deal with your doom box, you're just dealing with the doom box. You're not also dealing with the the ball pit because you've dealt with the chunk of things. If that is the most random example you have ever heard on a podcast, apologies. Hopefully it works for some people's brains out there. So basically my solution and my idea around doom boxes is if you can if you can not have them brilliant I don't have a doom box Uh, I don't need a doom box because we don't have a lot of things and I find that I can tidy up pretty quickly but if you're mid-project then 100% yes if you are using it to set limits so that you can be efficient in the decluttering that you're doing and focus on the decisions that you can make yes but if you were using a doom box because you just don't want to have to think about it. You're putting it away. You're having multiple doom boxes and these boxes are just breeding and things are in there and you don't know what's in there. And it's kind of half cords and half bits and pieces that I really want to encourage you to go through it and make some decisions. So the five categories of decluttering that I talk about all the time is you want to go through and get rid of rubbish and recycling. You want to rehome items so that things that you're keeping, but belong in other spaces You want to have things that you're returning, so belong to other people or belong outside the house. So they might need to go back to the library or to school or to the shops to return something. You want to talk about the things that you're going to repurpose, so donate or sell. Get those out of of that doom box as fast as you can. Make that decision, put it in a bag, take it to your local charity. And then you've got the items that remain. And the items that remain, they're the ones you're going to keep. And so you need to find a home for them. You need to categorize it like with like. You need to have a container. You need to, you know, decide, do I need this? Do I use this? Do I love this? And so I think that Doom boxes, as much as we kind of think, oh, they're like the thing that no professional organizer is going to say could ever serve you, I actually do think that a within limits Doom box it's not a bad thing on occasion and for a purpose. I would love to hear if you've just been yelling at me the last 15 minutes saying, Amy, I disagree. That's ridiculous. Nobody should have a doom box. Or if you're listening and going, thank you so much. I needed permission to have a doom box. I want to know, jump over into the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and let me know what your thought on doom boxes are. And if you do need some help sorting through your doom boxes, your garage, any room in your house, my team at the Art of Decluttering would love to come out and work with you. So just reach out, send me a message. We'd love to help and uh, all power to you to get through those doom boxes. If you can this week, it will certainly make you feel better. Even if you can condense it down to just one doom box, I think you'll be kicking some goals this week. So have an amazing rest of your week and until next time, enjoy the freedom. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. 
If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search The Art of Decluttering Community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 